Welcome to the Life Point Church podcast. I believe we'll get you, uh, give you something good this morning. If you came out and uh, took the time to be with us, I'm believing that you will not leave home to, or leave here disappointed, but you'll go back home full of faith and full of victory, just like the Steelers will with the Browns today. We pray for duck. It's duck season. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, just let it go. If you do, then you're a true believer. Um, so we are, we are in uh, week number four of a series that's kind of lasted here for a few weeks because we had some things in between. Um, the series is This Is Us, and uh, down the stretch here at the end of the year, we're just reminding you of our core values as a church. A core value is just a guiding principle about how we do things. And so uh, these are our core values. They're not our beliefs or our doctrines, just some things we value here. And so we started off um, talking about um, that we value growing, that we're, that we're all learning to live a life of faith. Amen? And so we just looked at what it really means to be a disciple. Then we talked about how we are generational it's our heart to empower every generation, and we talked about we serve, which means we're passionate about serving other people with excellence and with honor, and it's about giving our lives away. Amen? Amen. And so I've got uh, two more. We'll talk about one this morning, and, and then we'll wrap it up next week, and, and at the end of next week, I want to share with you what God told me about your 2020, so you don't want to miss... Um, next weekend, God's been speaking to us, and, and I believe it's going to be, um, I, believe, I believe it will resonate in you, and you'll be like, mm-hmm, I see that. I feel it as strong as um, I've ever felt God tell me something for the new year, and it's going to make a lot of sense. So this morning, though, we're going to talk about this. We connect. Everyone say, we, we. we connect. A few weeks ago, I talked about this, that it's our heart to do life in circles, not rows. And here's what I mean by that. You can just come and sit in a row and never do life with somebody. You can just sit in a row and just be here and leave and never be different and never really have what God really, 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 I believe, wants or needs to do in, in your life. And so we should do life in circles, not rows. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to get you to say a lot of amens this morning. And so our tagline is just this, we are better together. We are, we are better together. And so, um, uh, let, let's jump into this. I, I, I'm going to say some good things this morning. Okay. <laughs> you act as if you're shocked if that happens. Here we go. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9. Here, here's where we got that tagline from. Two are better than they have a good reward for their labor. Because they have a good reward for their labor. Because if one of them fall, one will lift up his companion. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, for he has no one to help him up. Again, if two lay down together, they will keep warm, but how can one be warm alone? Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly what? Broken. So the Bible was very clear, and I know it sounds very simplistic, but two are actually better than one, or two people joined together in an endeavor of some sort are better than one. And the Bible says, if we have that mentality, if we practice that, our reward is great. So when the Bible talks about connection, it actually uses a better word than connection. It uses a word community. 
a better word for community in the Bible would be a living community. And the Bible would give it this, this Greek word, which I'll probably mess up, but it's kononia. Kononia. Let's practice. One, two, three. You just botched it up too. Um, and really what it means is to fellowship. It means to share life together, to have a common sharing. It means to have mutual life motion. Mutual life motion. And so the Bible says as believers, we should have community, a life sharing about us, or we should have mutual life motion. Now, this, is, this isn't on the screen, but I want to read to you from the book of Acts for just a moment, just a, a few quick verses. Um, this is in Acts chapter 2, and it says this, uh, verse 41, those who gladly received the word of God were baptized. This is right after Peter preached after the Holy Spirit, and he said they were baptized, and that day there were 3,000 people added, and the church started. First altar call, Peter gave 3,000 people. Now, that sounds awesome, but what do you do with 3,000 people that just made a very emotional, life-changing decision? Well, the Bible goes on and said they continued. How many know we're supposed to continue? So they continued what they continued to do. They were steadfast in doctrine and in fellowship, or koinonia, or community. And they broke bread, and they were together in prayers, and fear came on every soul. That word fear means awe and respect of God. And there were signs and wonders through the apostles, and everyone who believed they were together, they had everything in common. There's the word community again. They sold all their possessions, they divided them uh, as anyone had a need. And so every day they continued to be in one accord. They broke bread, they went house to house, they ate their food in gladness, and they praised God, and they had favor with all people, and God kept adding to what they were doing. So because there was this spirit of fellowship, there was a spirit of community, there was this life-sharing mutual motion, I mean, God really kept showing up on a daily basis. And this reminded me of something this morning. Uh, at the beginning of this year, I, I, I felt like God said, this is our year of happenings. And if you remember way back at the beginning of the year, I shared this on a Wednesday night, and then it, we actually posted it and, and put it out there uh, for you, I think in, in an audio format, a word that God put on my heart. It was kind of lengthy, so there was different things in it. I was reminded of this this morning. God spoke a couple things to me that I think apply, uh, and one was this, two, two parts out of there. One was that I warn you of wrong connection, because it will sour and stop and plug up supernatural grace. Wrong connection can hinder the moving of God in our lives. And then this went right along with it. Also, I, this was another warning, not only wrong connection, but warning against disconnection. And the Lord said, it isn't healthy for you. There will be too much collateral damage that happens if we disconnect from each other. And I kind of forgot about that until um, this morning, actually. And, and I was reminded of a few things. Check this out. Psalms chapter 133, verse 3 says this. When there is connection and unity, it commands the blessing of God. So when you and I are in fellowship and you and I are in unity and you and I are in connection, better word is community, guess what? It commands the blessing of God on our lives. Now, did you hear the word command? It commands the blessing. Did y'all get that? The blessing of God is the empowering of God. It's success. We, we could say some, some things like this. In context, it really means a sense of eternity. 
So when we're in unity and when we're connected, it's sort of like what eternity is going to be like. There's power in that. There's grace in that. There's the, there's the authority of God in that. There's the, there's the presence of God in that. And so I wrote this down because I, I felt like the Lord gave this to me right before I came up here, is that you have to fight for your connection. And you have to fight against disconnection. You've got to fight for it. As believers, we got to fight to stay connected, and we got to fight against what? Disconnection. It's a 24-7 fight. If you're going into a fight, there's some things that would happen. You need to be what? Alert, aware. If you want to win that fight, you need to be what? Aggressive, assertive. We need to be aggressive, assertive, aware, alert, against disconnection, and for connection. And then I wrote this down. This is good. If there's the blessing of God, there's the anointing of God, right? Because the anointing breaks the yoke. The Bible says the anointing of God, it breaks the yoke. Yoke is anything that holds you back, puts you in bondage, restricts you, and hinders you. So we could say it this way. If being in community and unity commands the blessing of God, it commands the anointing of God, and it breaks some stuff off your life and my life. So we got to fight for that. That's why it's so important. But, but it will break it off of your life. Now, how many of you would say, right now, i got some stuff I'm fighting. i got something that needs to broke off my life. Yeah. If that's you, stand to your feet, please. If that's you. Doesn't matter what it is. Just stand up. It's all right. Now, look around. If there is somebody standing, I need you to go put a hand on their shoulder. You can get up. You can move. I'm going to pray. Because what, what are we doing? We're in community. We're in unity this morning. There, it could be sickness, it could be emotional, it could be relational, whatever it might be. I'm going to pray a prayer of faith right now. Are you all with me? You pray for that person as I pray. Father, we command the anointing of God to break that thing off their life. Yet we are together, we are connected, we are in community this morning. And Father, I believe the anointing of God is here because you're here and we're in unity. And there are things that need to break off their hearts, their minds, and their bodies, and their finances in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. And I restrict you, Satan, and I deny you, Satan, and I release the power of the Holy Spirit into their life. And I pray for miracles and healings and happenings to come right now. Freedom in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Okay, you can, you can grab your seat. That is not even in my notes. So my message starts now, right? Here we go. Um, I want you to think about this statement. How well you do in life depends on who you do life with. How well you do in life or will do in life depends on who you are doing life with. I think that's sort of startling. Just think about this. Just think about your life. Your best and your worst scenarios have to do with who you're doing life with. How many have ever done something stupid? I'm gonna bet you there was someone stupid that talked you into doing stupid, right? We usually don't do stupid alone. So the best moments in your life for the best scenarios and the worst scenarios probably have everything to do with who you were doing life with. So it's so important from this moment on, <clears throat> to be very intentional about who you're doing life with. Uh, they say if you take a, one of those large workhorses, he can pull about 9,000 pounds. 
That's pretty good. If you harness him to a second workhorse, because two are better than one, you would think they could pull what? 18. But they can pull 35,000 pounds. It's, it's, it's the principle of synergy. It, it creates extra effort. It creates extra energy. It creates extra strength. It creates extra what production because they are sharing. Now, if that happens with a horse in the natural, how much could that happen with you and me in the spiritual? Couldn't we experience greater anointing, greater freedom, greater victory? as believers because we're sharing and we're creating spiritual synergy. So the Bible says this, that a threefold cord is not easily broken. What's a threefold cord? It's me, it's you, and it's him. That's, it's me, it's you, and it's him. So life is better together. Why is life better together? Got three reasons for you, taken right out of the scripture that we opened up with this morning. Three reasons why life is better together. Remember, a threefold cord is me, you, and it's him. It's maximized capacity in our life. So here's why, the first reason why it's so important to do life together, because you will always have someone to stand you back up. The Bible says this, two are better than one. If one falls, the other can do what? help that person back up. In other words, we could say it this way, that it has a restorative nature to it when we're doing life together because you can't help yourself back up. You might get back up, and you're gonna go back down. Three-fold cord. You need him to help you up, and you need someone that can help. There's gonna be a moment in your life and there's going to be a moment in my life when something might take the legs out from under you. Could be yourself. And you're going to need somebody to help you stand back up. Now, I want you to hear this, this principle. How many know God helps us? How many know God can do anything? But you know if God's going to help you, he's going to use somebody to help you? That's how he's going to help you. And we need a threefold cord. We need community. We need each other. We're better together because we can't help each other up. Um, I like to put it this way. Um, it, there is no such thing as self-help. Because self-help is what messed you up in the first place. It's called pride. That's what self-help is. It's pride. And one reason why we're better together is because we can help each other back up. You need someone to stand you back up. Life is better together because it provides us with this restorative power. Just think about this. If you ever stumble, if you ever fumble, if you're ever challenged, if you ever are hindered, how many know it's important that there's someone there that's going to help you back up? Because this is not a bad prophecy. It's just there are going to be some times we're challenged. There's going to be some times when your faith just gets challenged. There's going to be some times when life just something you didn't expect. There's going to be some times when your thinking is a little messed up. There's just going to be some times when you might just get hit with something. It's just because we live in the world that we live in. And yeah, I get it, you and God. But according to what I just read, it's you and God and some other people in your life. And I would give you this challenge. Don't wait till you're in trouble 
to figure out who your circle is. Because what happens is pain gets involved and it confuses us and it empties us out. It leaves us empty, leaves us confused. And so the moment to find out your circle is not when you get into trouble or you're in pain. Because you gotta figure out how to manage the pain. And I wrote it down this way, every one of us in life needs a pain partner. And I'm not predicting you a gloomy, doomy life. I'm just saying sometimes life challenges you. And we look at the early church, and they had it figured out. They all got saved and baptized, and all of a sudden they just wanted to be, what, connected. And I want you to think about this. If you've been in church life for any amount of time, can you see the power of disconnection working in churches over the years? How many would agree with this? There is power in connection. As much power as there is in connection, there is power in disconnection. There's a horrible power in disconnection. It's called division. It means <clears throat> to divide. So if vision, the Bible says you have to have vision, right? Division or division means to divide vision. It divides the word of God. It divides the vision for a church. It divides the vision for God's people. If there's power in connection, man, there's also a terrible power in, in disconnection. God made our bodies in such an incredible way that if our body's functioning right, it actually does what? It'll heal itself. And if the body of Jesus is functioning right, it, it, it'll start healing itself. Because we got to what? Strive, endeavor, fight for what? Connection. Fight for what? Unity. It brings the blessing and the anointing of God. But we got to fight for it. Because I'm telling you what? The devil's fighting against it. Fighting against it. Now, um, a, a few years ago, from probably 2014 through 2016, and if you're here at the time, um, you, you know this, and if you're newer, you may have heard me reference this, but our church went through a horrible time. There was a big division that happened in the church. It, and, and so God's great. He's been faithful to us. But it was a hard time. It was a hard time on a pastor who never expected something like that. But I learned something in the mineral of that. I read this horrible book. Actually, I will tell you, how <clears throat> I many know when you get kicked in the gut, you go to God. Crawling, God, where are you? Those moments. And in one year, I think I read, what, almost 60 books? Because I just want, oh, God, I need wisdom. I need. And one of the books I read was called Leadership pain. Don't go get it. Don't read it. <laughs> Sam Chad wrote, Chad, Chad wrote it, and it's an amazing book, but one of the things it said in there that I learned that I didn't have was this. When you go through something, you need to make sure you have somebody who's a pain partner, and we didn't have it. I will tell you there were moments. I will tell you well, what did happen <clears throat> is you find out when you're in the middle of something who's with you. And you find out who's not with you. And so coming out of that, I had to do what the Bible says, guard my heart. There are certain relationships that just, they're not the same as they used to be. And that doesn't mean I'm in division. It just means I, I found out who was with me and who wasn't. And you know what? The people who were with me, there were moments, I remember a distinct moment being on my riding mower and saying to God, God, I need to hear something right now. 
I'm mowing my yard. I got my headphones on. And I just, you ever had one of those moments, guy, you guys speak to me. I need to hear from somebody. And at that moment, it wasn't like I needed to hear from God even. It wasn't even a moment I needed to hear from my wife because she was hurting too. All of a sudden, my phone rings through my earphones. It's a good friend of mine who's a, a pastor. And he said, I'm driving from North Carolina to South Carolina, and I can't settle this drive until I call you. What's going on? And he, he knew some of it. It was one of those moments. And it, it got me through a few more days. you, you got to have that. And you probably can't have that from your buddy from high school in 1986 with the same mullet, wearing the same letterman jacket, living the same way you did in 1983. You need somebody who's growing and maturing a little bit. I don't know where that came from or what that means or who that's for. But you need somebody who will come alongside of you and help you stand back up because you're going to fall sometimes. You're going to stumble. You're going to question something, and you need somebody. Here's the second reason why it's better to be together, because number two, you have someone to stand with you, someone who will help you stand back up, someone who will stand with you. In other words, you do need the support of a community of other people moving in the same direction, which is God's direction. Have you ever noticed that when you get a little off track, you always find someone moving in the wrong direction who wants to side with you? Matter of fact, let me give you, um, we'll call this prophetic, and we'll call this a warning, and we'll call this common sense. You know, one of the greatest things the devil does is to, to do what to us? Get us into offense. Here's what I notice is if the devil can get you into offense, he will al- you will always find someone else offended to party with, to side with. It always happens. All of a sudden, I've seen people who hated each other, and one got offended, and they found each other, and now they can be offended together. They don't even, they don't even know what they're always offended about, but they're together, and they're offended. Now they're offended everybody. It happens all the time. you got to fight against that. you got to fight. you got to stay in peace. Don't get it. I've seen people, and I've been like, they don't even like each other, but now they're like this. Why? They're both offended, and offense finds each other. So we're better together. Why? Because you you need someone to help you stand back up until you need someone to stand with you. Life is better because it provides you with not only a restorative power, but but it gives somebody to be with you, and they encourage you, and they exhort you, and they encourage you to keep going. In other words, they keep you from getting into isolation. Uh, John Bevere said this just a few weeks ago. Um, I was in an event. He was there, and he said the thing that the devil uses to tear you up is comparison and isolation. He'll get you to compare, and he'll get you in a place of isolation. Think about the animal world. If you ever watched the animal kingdom, who does the, um, um, like a lion, what does he prey on? The isolated, wounded wildebeest. Is that what it's called, a wildebeest? They don't go for the big, powerful. You ever see, they don't even go for the ones when they're all together. They look for the one who starts to get out of the flock just a little bit, off on his own just a little bit. We have to guard against that isolation. So we need, because we need each other to stay together, it it helps us what? It helps us encourage. Think about this. Everyone is shaped by your closest relationships. You are the sum of your relationships up to this moment. Who you are right now is you are the sum of the closest people who've been around you in your life. Jimmy Evans said the greatest perversion of creation is independence. It's the greatest perversion of creation. Now, uh, I don't know if you've, you've probably heard of this. It's a, a health science research organization called Sigma, S-I-G-M-A. And they did all of this research, 
and they, this, this, is, this is all legit stuff, and they say there's actually a new um, epidemic, and in, in, in it's called the loneliness epidemic. So they did all this research to find out that almost half of people say they are always or almost always lonely. So half of this crowd, if we took half this crowd, we'd say that you are, half of you are always or almost always lonely. And a fifth of you believe you have nowhere to go or no one to go to. So they did all this research of ages, and here's what they found out, and this is amazing. Y'all ready for this? If you are 72 and up, don't raise your hand, you are the least lonely. If you are 38 to 51, you are the next least lonely. If you are 23, pardon me, the 37, you are the next least lonely. If you are 22 and under, you are the most lonely segment of society. Now, now stick with me, because you are the most connected segment of society. (laughs) You're connected all over the world at any moment to any person on any social media format, yet you're the loneliest. That's amazing. That's amazing to me. Now, if you're under 22, you probably don't talk about me like that because you're disconnected. You don't know what you're saying. I'm just kidding. I'm just saying. Here's why. Because actually, connection isn't really community. I can post anything on social media and you think I'm all that. I can post all the pictures of my friends and my dogs, my perfect little yard, and you see it, and the first thing you think is my life is not as awesome as that. Everyone's life looks perfect unless they're just messed up on social media. And it, I'm not saying social media is wrong. It's, it's good and it's bad, right? But think about that. We have the most connected generation ever. And they're saying, and the younger they get, they're the most loneliest. That's alarming because it's not really community. Community, you got to touch somebody. Community, you got to be with somebody. Community, you got to share with somebody more than just your post of how awesome your new haircut is. Now, I'm not against your social media. I'm just saying, think, think, think about it. Are you all with me? If you're 22 and under, don't hate me. I'm, I didn't do the research. I'm just reporting it. So if you go out to California, they have these redwood trees, right? And they're 2,000 years old, 350 feet high. But the root system is very, very shallow. Because most tree roots are very deep. But they say they're actually really shallow, but they're connected all over the forest. So one tree all the way over here can be connected to water and transmit that all the way over here. That's like the body of Christ. That's how we should be. That's how, but you got to fight for that community. You got to fight for that connection. And you got to fight against that disconnection. Isn't this good? So why is connection or why is better together so important or why is it so much better one because there will always be someone to stand you back up because the bible says when you fall there'll be someone there and when you're cold there'll be someone there to warm you that means we need to encourage each other and then lastly you will always have someone to stand for you stand with you stand you back up and stand for you hebrew says it this way in chapter 10 y'all doing all right almost done so now we must cling tightly to the hope that lives in us 
knowing that God always keeps his promises. Y'all hear that? God always keeps his promises. I love this, verse 24. We need to discover creative ways to encourage others. Did y'all get that? Discover a creative way. That's what we should be doing for each other, to encourage each other and to motivate them toward acts of compassion, doing beautiful works as expressions of love. Look what verse 25 says. This is not the time to pull away and neglect meeting together as some have formed this habit of doing because we need each other. In fact, we should even come together even more, what, frequently, eager to encourage and urge each other onward as we anticipate the day dawning. The Bible says we need to consider each other. Find creative ways. It means, here's what it means. Find a way, it means consider each other, means you come along some, beside someone and you urge them to make the right decision. That's what that scripture means. We need people in our life and we need to be people in people's lives who come alongside someone and encourage each other and urge each other to keep making the right decisions. And the right decisions are God is behind you, God is with you, I'm with you, I'm for you, I'm gonna stay. The Bible says this, if, if an enemy comes against you and you can't withstand it on your own, you need someone who can help you stand because two are actually better than one. A threefold cord, you, me, him. You gotta fight for that, you gotta fight against that. It actually means this, you find a way to keep coming alongside them and stir them up and have a grace conversation is what it means. Speak grace to them, keep saying grace to them. What is grace? Grace is this, it's what empowers you. Grace is more than, so I need to keep saying grace to you. God's behind you, the word works. Come on, we got this. I'm standing for you. We're gonna, if, the, if, you, if you know the enemy's coming at you in a certain angle, a certain way, a certain challenge, you need to have somebody, not in a row you're sitting in, but a circle that you're in. Because you can sit in a row on Sunday morning and make it all look good. Yeah, I like this song. Go, Pastor Mitch. Yeah, Waymaker. He's a Waymaker. And walk out the door and like, that was awesome, Pastor. See you next week. Merry Christmas. That's sitting beside someone in, rap, in, in close vicinity, but that's not life. That's Sunday morning. Zig Ziglar said this, a lot of people have gone further than they thought they could because someone else thought they could. Because there's going to be a moment you think you can't go any further and you need someone to say, don't stop now. Don't stop believing. This is not the time. He's the way maker. He was the way maker then. He's the way maker now. He's going to be the way maker tomorrow. And you might get a little funky in your thinking and you need, to say, you need someone to come along and say, you're thinking wrong. Me and my wife do that to each other. You're thinking wrong. I have to say it to her all the time. You are thinking wrong, you're acting wrong, Get, come on, I'm behind you, I'm with you, I'll stand for you, I'll stand with you, I'll help you stand back up. Now, there are so many times she's helped me stand back up. There's so many times she stood with me, there's so many times she stood for me, and you need, you need those people in your life. Let me close with these couple things. You say, well, how, how do I find that community? How do I find that? I mean, you've, you've shown me in the word, it's really simple where, where, you, where you find that at. There's a few ways you find it. One, according to what we read, you need to frequent the house of God. That's where you find it at. I'm, I'm not saying you can't have connections outside the house of God, but to really find life together, 
you got to frequent the house of God. I said frequent because statistics are telling us today that the most um, faithful, consistent people are in church once every six weeks. That's not doing life together. That's not fighting for connection. That's not fighting against disconnection. Frequent the house of God. I, I would go further and I would say this, that you find a team, you find a group. That, that's where it starts. Matter of fact, I want to show you something real quick. We're moving in a few months. And Pastor Devin, if, if you would put that on the screen, there's actually a building we're going to renovate across the parking lot. Um, it has a kitchenette in it and has a classroom in it. It has a basement in it and it has two classrooms, two other classrooms, smaller rooms. And we're going to turn one into a classroom. We're going to turn the other two rooms into like rooms just for groups, like little living rooms. We can do all of our groups there. Now, if you want to do it at your house, you can, because we, we believe that this is one of our core value principles. And we're going to renovate it. it. Obviously, you can tell it needs paint, it needs new flooring, siding, and it needs cleaned up, obviously. Um, but we just feel like this is such a priority to us. We need to create a space for this. And so that's what we're going to turn this, this building into. Um, so we need, you need to join a team. You need to join a group next time groups launch. And, and, and let me say this. Here's where else you find it. You got to find your circle. And I believe out of frequently being here, out of a group, out of a team, you're going to find your circle. Now, Jesus had several followers. Out of those followers, it talks about being a hundred and some closer followers. Then it talked out about those followers that were like 70 some. And out of those 70 some, there were about 12 that we read about. But then out of those 12, we read about three that the Bible says was the closest circle of Jesus, Peter, James, and John. And then it actually says out of that circle, there was actually one who was the closest to Jesus. It was John. It didn't mean Jesus loved him more than the others. But when John talked about being a disciple, he said, I'm the disciple Jesus loves. That tells us there was a different relationship Jesus had as a human on this earth. He had a circle, and we all need a smaller circle, two or three people in that circle. You can't be besties with everybody. That's why social media is not real connection. You can have 14,000 followers, one million friends, but man, real life sharing, you need two or three that are going to stand you back up, they're going to stand with you, and they're going to stand for you. So I'm going to give you some homework assignment. I mean, don't run out today and say, will you be my inner circle? Because <laughs> you, you, no one wants to be with you because you, you're like the weird one. Like, no, it, it, It's going to happen with some intention, but it's going to happen with organically. Guys, you need a few guys in that circle. Ladies, you need a few ladies. People full of faith that aren't gonna condemn you. If you stumble, they're not going to point fingers. They're not gonna walk away from you. They're gonna stand. And sometimes they might have to look you in the face and, and say, you're being a little stupid right now. Or you're face down a little bit right now. I'm gonna stand with you. I'm gonna help you stand back up. You need that. Now, I'm not gonna assign them to you. That's what, not what this is about. Obviously, if you're married, your, your spouse needs to be in that circle. And I, I have... I have a circle, and there's different levels, but I have a, 
I have an inner circle. I know. It's like this. I know I could go to them, and I know they'd do anything for me at any moment. And I know there's a few I would do that for. You can't expect that out of everybody. It's what you invest into that circle. So how do you find that? Well, you frequent church. You find a team. You find a group. You find your inner circle. Because if there is a moment when life hits you, you need someone who will be there. If you get hit physically, emotionally, spiritually, you need, you need some pain partner. And you also need some people to help you celebrate life. You need someone you can call. Someone you can be like, I've been thinking stupid. You need that. Let's all stand. How many got something good out of that? Um, let, let, me, let me share this last thing with you. You know, I was driving here this morning, and I encountered the most boldest, arrogant bunch of people I ever ran into in the VA park. They're about this tall, and they stopped traffic. Well, the person in front of me stopped and just waited for this. I don't know if they're called a herd or a flock or whatever they are. And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, good thing I'm not the first car because there'd be a dead goose. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know if it's illegal or not. Can you run over them? They shouldn't have been in the roads the way I looked at it, but they just kept flying. But you know this, I've taught on this before, but those geese, if you've ever seen them fly, they fly in a what? A V. The reason why they fly in a V is because that, that first goose who leads that V, if they fly in a V and they all stay in position, it creates lift. And it creates 70% more lift to stay in position, to stay in connection, to stay in formation. And what will happen is they fly for a while and that lead goose starts getting a little tired or if they start getting out of formation, they, they face resistance instead of lift. And so what happens is one will fly up front and they'll just shift positions to create lift instead of resistance. See, when you get out of connection, you start facing resistance instead of lift. If you're in unity, it's called lift. If you're experiencing lift in your life. It, it, and so they can fly great distances and conserve great energy. And it really creates that synergy that we were talking about before if you stay in position. And then they have this horrible sound that they make, which is honk, honk, honk. Now, I don't know how they study this, but they say what that does is that's their way of encouraging the birds in front of them. Honk, 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 honk. I'm sure it does some other things, but it's to encourage lift. So you need someone in your life, for lack of better terms, to honk at you. You can do all things. Honk, honk, honk. God's a rewarder of faith. Hong, 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 hong. You're a thriver, not a survivor. Hong, 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 hong. <clears throat> and they do this really incredible thing that if one of them is injured, two of them will fall out of line and they will go and they will sit beside that other bird until it, it gets healthy or it dies and then they'll return to the group. The point to that little illustration was we need each other for lift. We need to come to each other, encourage each other, honk, stir each other on, and you'll experience lift. Because some of you have been experiencing resistance because you're doing it on your own, or you're not connecting in a church, or I just don't like to do church. Well, this is the way God said to do it. Life is better together. It's a threefold cord. It's you, it's me, it's him.
You need it because it has restorative power. There's encouragement there. And there's victory and defense there. Anybody that starts falling away, this is what Hebrew says, people start falling out of church and they start thinking no one cares and they start falling out, falling out, and they get in a habit of falling out and not being there. What I'm saying to you today is fight for your encouragement, fight to be an encourager, fight to be in church, fight to be unified, fight to be here, you know, command the blessing and anointing of God. Fight against anything that keeps you from that connection, keeps you out of church, keep, because we know the power, we know the power of disconnection and we know the power of division. God's a good God. No one was made to do this on their own, none of us. The thing we have to fight against, and I'm done, is pride. It's pride. It's pride. You need Jesus, right? You need his help. How's it going to help you? With some people. That's how he chooses to do it. And you've heard me say this. I'm done after this. Um, when the devil wants to mess with you, what does he do? He walks someone into your life with a divisional statement. When God wants to bless you, you know what he does? He doesn't just like, poof, there's the wand. He walks someone into your life that's a blessing. It's a blessing. So your assignment is go find your circle. I'm going to ask my wife to join me here. We're going to close in prayer. How many got something good out of that today? Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church Podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com.